0: 8
1: k News. Good afternoon, it's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, pro-establishment legislators defend yesterday's shooting of an 18-year-old protester by a police officer. Students and alumni stage a rally in support of the schoolboy who was shot, and Taiwan authorities say four bodies have been recovered from under a bridge that collapsed yesterday. Pro-establishment lawmakers have defended the police over the shooting of an 18-year-old protester, saying the officer was provoked and attacked before the officer fired the shot. DAB lawmaker Gary Chan said he thinks the officer's action was legal and reasonable. Federation of Trade Unions lawmaker Alice Mack says she thinks the police officer who shot the 18-year-old protester reacted properly to the situation at the time. The pro-establishment lawmaker says she believes police wouldn't have opened fire if there had been no violence in the first place.
0: Some violence acts from the rioters or the protesters. So the police just react to those violence acts. So if there's no violence, I don't think the police would just would just set fire on any Hong Kong
1: people. The 18-year-old was shot at close range by an officer who'd come under attack by a group of protesters in Chun Wan during the worst day of violence seen in nearly four months of anti-government protests. Almost 100 students have staged a sit-in outside the Chunwan Public Chun Yu Memorial College holding banners, criticising police. It's the school attended by the 18-year-old protester who was shot by police yesterday. One student said he never imagined such an incident happening in Hong Kong and the increasing level of violence used by police was becoming too much. The victim is now in a stable condition. A China analyst says President Xi Jinping will lose face if the unrest in Hong Kong doesn't stop in the near future, as it gives the appearance that a mighty nation has no control. Yesterday saw the worst violence in four months of protests as the People's Republic of China marked its 70th anniversary. Protesters rampage through several districts, vandalising train stations, government facilities and shops seen as China-friendly. Chinese university history professor Willy Lan says judging from the increasing number of arrests, it's possible President Xi is advocating stricter law enforcement to stem the unrest.
0: Judging by the much higher level of arrest, for example, yesterday more than 180 demonstrators were arrested, it is possible that the Xi administration is looking at the application of law enforcement, harsh punishment and so forth to stem the tide of more protests. But whether it would backfire is another question because the more arrests it's possible that the contradiction deep inside Hong Kong society might be exacerbated.
1: Professor Lam also says given Beijing's support for Hong Kong police, it's unlikely protesters will get one of their demands met for an independent inquiry into the police handling of protests. U.S. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross says the Hong Kong protests will probably have some impact on trade talks between the United States and China. Speaking on a Fox television show, he said it may have some effect on the Chinese side because it was a sign of domestic dissent and Hong Kong was important for the mainland's international trading activities. Negotiators from the two sides are to resume trade talks next week in Washington. Taiwan authorities say four bodies have been recovered from under a bridge that collapsed yesterday, while the search continues for two people still missing. The 140-metre arched bridge collapsed yesterday into a bay in eastern Taiwan, injuring at least 12 people. Video footage caught the moment the bridge came down. A vertical cable snapped and the road collapsed into the water, crashing onto three fishing boats as a petrol tanker also plunged in and burst into flames. Three Chinese citizens have been charged with distributing fentanyl in the United States. Chen De Yao, Chen Guichun and Pang Liang Tu are accused of selling the drug via websites located in China in 2016 and 2017. They were mailed to the US and distributed via the US Postal Service by a Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania former deputy sheriff named David Landis. The three Chinese nationals reportedly haven't been arrested and are believed to be in China. Mr Landis has pleaded guilty and is awaiting sentencing. A Justice Department statement said drugs sold by the three were found in the systems of five people in the US who overdosed and died. Japan's Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has condemned North Korea for test-firing what he said were two ballistic missiles. Tokyo says one missile came down in waters inside Japan's exclusive economic zone. Mr Abe said the launch of such weapons was a violation of United Nations resolutions and his National Security Council would meet to decide how to respond. Here's the BBC's Steve Jackson. North Korea's firing of missiles and other projectiles has come to follow a clear pattern. The tests tend to coincide with diplomatic manoeuvres and appear to be designed to increase the pressure on its adversaries. In this case, Pyongyang has just agreed with the United States to resume negotiations between officials towards ending its nuclear programme. The talks will be the first on the nuclear issue since February's failed summit between President Trump and Kim Jong-un. But the two sides remain a long way apart, and so far Mr Trump's diplomatic outreach has done little to diminish the nuclear threat from North Korea. The office of the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson says he'll submit a formal text containing proposals for a new Brexit agreement to European Union leaders later. Officials say Mr Johnson will provide details of the plans at the conference of his Conservative Party. The BBC's Jonathan Blake is there. Mr Johnson has said the UK's proposals for a new Brexit deal, replacing the backstop designed to prevent a hard border on the island of Ireland, would involve customs checks away from the border. The UK's new legal text will be presented to officials in Brussels as a take-it-or-leave-it offer to continue negotiations. A senior Downing Street official said the government was either going to be negotiating a new deal or working on no deal. The US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has refused to allow five of his officials to appear for questioning in the coming week by congressional committees conducting an impeachment inquiry into President Trump. Members of Congress are looking into claims that Mr Trump asked the Ukrainian president to find incriminating information on rival Joe Biden. Is the BBC's Peter Bowes. Tough talking from a close ally of the president. Mike Pompeo is fighting back. I will not tolerate such tactics, he said. Nothing to add during a trip to Italy, but back in Washington, House Democrats fired back. The three committee leaders said failure to comply with their interview request was illegal and would constitute evidence of obstruction. They said Mr Pompeo should immediately cease intimidating department witnesses in order to protect himself and the president. The wife of Britain's Prince Harry, the Duchess of Sussex, has begun legal proceedings against a newspaper, claiming it unlawfully published one of her private letters. The BBC's Nicholas Witchell reports. This legal action concerns the publication by the Mail on Sunday earlier this year of sections of a letter written by the Duchess to her estranged father. She's claiming breach of privacy and infringement of copyright. In his statement, the Duke of Sussex has spoken of what he calls a ruthless campaign by tabloid media that has escalated over the past year. He concludes his statement by referring to his late mother. He says he has seen what happens when someone he loves is commoditized. The newspaper said it stood by the story it had published and would defend the case vigorously. Scientists have worked out the total amount of carbon on Earth, a discovery which they say will have implications for everything from understanding where life can exist to forecasting volcanic eruptions. The international study has taken 10 years to complete. It estimates that our planet contains 1.8 billion tonnes of carbon. Almost all of it is held beneath the surface of the Earth. Professor Marie Edmonds is from Cambridge University. Ten years of human-produced CO2 emissions is roughly equivalent to perhaps an asteroid impact or a sequence of these very large volcanic eruptions. And left to its own devices, the planet will draw that CO2 down, but it will take a long time, of the order of 100,000 years. Human carbon emissions are currently up to 100 times greater than all volcanic emissions. Museum officials in Cairo have welcomed the return of the golden coffin of a priest in ancient Egypt, which had been stolen in 2011 and smuggled out of the country. The gilded sarcophagus had been discovered in the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. The Met said it was given fake documentation for the piece and became an unwitting participant in the illegal trade in antiquities. Among those attending a display ceremony in Cairo to welcome the return of the coffin was the American Chargé d'Affaires, Thomas Goldberger. This is another example of the outstanding cooperation between the United States and Egypt. In this case, to counter the trafficking of stolen antiquities and and works of art, we're so happy that it's back here in Egypt where it ought to be, where it can be enjoyed by millions of people who come to Egypt to visit Egypt and to, to see the amazing cultural heritage of Egypt. Vatican Police have seized documents and electronic equipment from the offices of the Secretary of State and the Holy See's Financial Information Authority. The powerful secretariat serves as the nerve centre of the Vatican bureaucracy. Here's the BBC's John McManus. In a statement posted on its website, the Vatican said that the raid targeted the Secretariat of State, which runs the Church's government and external diplomacy, and the State Financial Information Authority. The latter is responsible for fighting money laundering and the financing of terrorism. The Vatican said the operation was in response to complaints filed in the summer by the Vatican Bank and Auditor-General. Pope Francis has granted the Auditor's Office greater powers to investigate the finances of the Vatican, and it's now described as the anti-corruption body. An Australian teenager has been charged after 19 kangaroos were mown down by a pickup truck. Police were called after marsupials were found dead or injured across a road south of Sydney. Here's the BBC's Phil Mercer. A senseless slaughter is how an Australian wildlife rescue volunteer described the deaths of the kangaroos near the seaside town of Eden. It's alleged a teenager deliberately drove into them. Graphic images posted online appear to show an infant lying dead beside its mother. Some of the marsupials were so badly injured they had to be put down by Australian police. The teenager is facing charges including animal torture. He's due back in court next month. To finance news, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,018. That's 71 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $32 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 107.82 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 9 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 67 cents. And now with the sports news, here's Adam Chern.
0: We start with baseball and a dramatic finish to the first day of the postseason. The Washington Nationals rallied late to knock out the Milwaukee Brewers in a one-game playoff in DC. Playing at home where they had lost their last three elimination games, Washington were down 3-1 with two outs in the bottom of the eighth inning when Juan Soto delivered a basis-loaded single off Milwaukee closer Josh Hader. The ball was misplayed by Trent Grisham in right field three runs scored and the home team went on to win 4-3 here's the reaction from third baseman ryan zimmerman who's played in 20 postseason games in his 15 years with the nationals yeah we've come a long way i think uh you know we, we've been here a bunch of times never kind of broke through finally caught a break tonight but uh you know kind of fitting that this game would go this way seeing how this season's gone so uh You know, you got to take advantage of the mistakes. And tonight we got a break and we took advantage of it. So hopefully we can keep it rolling. Washington will carry a nine-game winning streak into their best of five National League Division Series against the heavy favorites Los Angeles Dodgers. That series starts Friday morning, Hong Kong time. Tomorrow is the American League wildcard game with the Tampa Bay Rays visiting the Oakland A's. Next to football, Tottenham have suffered their second defeat in the Champions League group stage after getting hammered by Bayern Munich. Serge Gnabry scored four times and the visiting German side went on to win 7-2. The former Spurs player Chris Waddle says Bayern weren't as good as the scoreline suggests.
1: People look at this round Europe and go, wow, Bayern Munich's back. (laughs) I think they're going to get better as the season goes on. I think you could see there's a lot of pace, a lot of different type of variation of player. Coutinho very clever. Leon Dotsky, we know, puts the ball in the bottleneck. And i quick, Corman, quick. So if you play high against them, they can rip you apart. So teams will do the homework. And they'll not be as naive as Tottenham being being a knight
0: Manchester City made it two wins out of two in Group C. They were 2-0 winners at home over Dinamo Zagreb. Here's the City boss Pep Guardiola. We were patient, we conceded few set pieces
1: through Lombard's Petkovic, he's so strong. We don't let them run through, through Petkovic. Yeah, and it uh, was a yeah, good game.
0: The Italian side Atalanta are still looking for their first ever Champions League win. They conceded in injury time and lost 2-1 at home to Shakhtar Donetsk. Elsewhere, Real Madrid remained bottom in Group A after a 2-2 draw at home against Club Rouge. Paris Saint-Germain picked up a 1-0 win at Galatasaray. Juventus were 3-0 winners at home over Bayer Leverkusen. Atletico Madrid beat Lokomotiv Moscow 2-0. Olympiacos lost 3-1. At home to rest our Belgrade. And that's your look at sports.
1: Thanks, Atom. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Pro establishment legislators defend yesterday's shooting of an 18 year old protester by a police officer. Students and alumni stage a rally in support of the schoolboy who was shot. And Taiwan authorities say four bodies have been recovered from under a bridge that collapsed yesterday. That's the news and sports from
0: RTHK. The new smart identity card replacement exercise has commenced. If you are holding an old form of ID card and were born in 1955 or 1956, you must replace your card at any replacement center from September 24th to November 15th, 2019. You may book your appointment and fill in the form at smartid.gov.hk or in the mobile app. You can also use the new self-service facilities for registration and collection. You may bring along family members or friends aged 65 or above to replace your ID cards together. A sunny morning. The smell of freshly baked pineapple buns. The ding-ding of a tram as we head to work. Neighbors laughing.
1: The beguiling beauty of our harbor and skyline.
0: This wonderful city has been built
1: with the love and sweat of everyone. Treasure Hong Kong, our
0: home. Wednesday on the One Two Three Show on RTHK Radio Three, uh, you're listening to uh, me, Cruz McAlligan, with you today until three o'clock. It's one sixteen today on the second of October. Welcome to October. Hope everyone's taking a deep breath before they went to work this morning. It's 31 degrees Celsius as well. Um, today on the show, we're going to be celebrating a Down Syndrome Awareness Month. We're chatting to Annika daughter, whose beautiful daughter has Mosaic Down Syndrome. That's just before 1.30. Then we're going to be chomping through some foodie news from Karns with Andrew Dembina on the phone at 2pm. And then later on, Kiwi composer Alex Nixon is back in the studio for another midweek musical moment with his latest tune, which has some whistling. So I'm pretty happy about that. But for now, this is Bet and saw lightning. There
1: was a day